I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach, here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two of our six-part series on our new book, Breaking Up with People Pleasing. Is that okay? I am Aubrey Henderson. I am here with my friend, Andrea Seidel, and today we are diving in to chapter two, Why Do We People Please? Now, if you haven't listened already to part one, go back and listen to that first. We are kind of covering all the chapters of the book in order, giving just a little overview, a little taste of what we talk about in the book. And as always in the show notes, we'll include a link uh, so that you can, you know, purchase the book to have a copy for yourself. Like I said, we'll give a little taste today, but if you really want the full experience and to be able to dive in yourself, you are going to want a copy of this book. Now I just had a great idea, Aubrey. (laughs) Yeah. I think we should have everybody take a screenshot of these episodes that they're listening to, and that'll enter them into a draw for us to give away like five to 10 copies of this book. What do you think? Oh my God. I love that idea. Yeah. So then every time, but they have to tag us. So they have to put everything in the show notes. We'll put your podcast, my podcast, our Instagram feed and everything so that we can, they can enter in the draw and we will send them if they win, we'll do a draw. This is amazing. So, okay. So let's do this then. Take a screenshot as you are listening to this episode, share it to social. You can tag me and Andrea. We will include our Instagram handles in the show notes and that will enter you into a drawing to win a copy of our book. And we can announce the winners, let's say a week after we release these. So Thursday, November 25th, 2021, we will choose winners. Yay. Sound good? <laughs> Amazing. And if you're listening to this after that, that's okay. You may take have screenshot. missed, missed the window. <laughs> you can still take a screenshot. If you're a people you pleaser, that. please us. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. All right. So we are, if you haven't listened to chapter one, where we talked about what is people pleasing and kind of gave you ideas of the negative effects that people pleasing can have, I would really recommend to go back to that episode. Um, But now we're going to delve into why do we people please, right? If we know that it's, you know, sometimes exhausting, it's, you know, we, it fosters resentment, sometimes shame, guilt, and we can't say yes to everybody. And then we feel so bad when we do have to say no. Um, So why do we people please, you know, why do, why does people pleasing even happen? Uh, It's really, and how do we know if it's actually harmful? How do we know if it's not just caring? Um, And when it's, it's gotten to a point where it's limiting us in our relationships. So let's talk about that. We're going to talk about discovering some of the common reasons why humans actually engage in people pleasing. And then we're going to also talk about some of the root patterns and causes um, that maybe contribute to people pleasing. So let's do this. And also how people pleasing can be fulfilling, right? Because there's got to be a reason why we do it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, with this chapter, I think the thing that that's really important. And I think this can be a sticky spot for people who are struggling with people pleasing because, you know, I think many of us, and this was true for me, and I don't know, Andrea, if this is true for you, but 
when I was very much like active in these patterns and not, you know, working to deconstruct them. And it's also worth saying that we both would call ourselves recovering people pleasers, right? We're not like, we haven't like quote fixed or healed from this, you know, it's, it's eradicated from our lives necessarily, right? Both of us have done a lot of work to, you know, build new skills, new strategies, which is what the book is all about, right? To kind of incorporate this into our lives differently, but we both still have, you know, these kind of underlying stories and tendencies that are part of who we are. And so none of this is to say like, it's problem solved. We're over it now. You know, (laughs) we are, we are very much actively recovering from this ourselves. But when I was struggling with this the most, if somebody had tried to tell me, Hey, there's like a need that you're getting met by doing this, right? Like you're, you're not a people pleaser in a purely selfless way there, there is, it's meeting a need for you too. I would have been like, um, how dare you? No, it's not like I'm a selfless human. I just am deeply generous and care about others. And I, I wouldn't, I don't, it would have been hard. I think for me at my lowest points to be able to really see that this was also meeting a need for me and that people pleasing behavior, I think for, for most individuals, it, it meets an internal individual need. And that's kind of what this chapter really starts to talk about is, is what some of those needs might be. And so I would just say, if it brings up feelings of defensiveness for you, as you, as you listen to this, or as you read, that's okay. Right. Just, you can acknowledge that and still be, be open to it. You can hear that and think, oh, that's not me, but I would encourage you to still just listen and just keep an open mind is what I would say. Yes. And I love, um, the fact that it's really, it's, it's almost, hard to admit this. It's almost hard to go into it in such a way that's, you know, being honest with yourself. And one that really stands out is that we often give of ourselves. We often go into people pleasing. We often have this love and care and support for other people um, with this hidden desire that we want these other people to treat us in the same way. Like we, we secretly wish like that they would be that nice back to us. But we obviously don't have control over other people. So there's that hidden motive there as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think that is really important to be able to recognize and name that because that's what makes it especially painful and especially difficult when we are engaging in people-pleasing behavior, when we are prioritizing others and they don't reciprocate. Right. And I think this, this can be tough because often as people pleasers, we give and give and give. And when we don't have boundaries or when we're not communicating our emotions or our limits, then others are not going to realize that we're struggling. And when we don't give others clear indicators or clear feedback about how their action or inaction is impacting us, they have no reason to think that they need to be showing up differently with us. And so it gets us stuck in this cycle where we think, oh, by treating people with this, you know, love and care and acceptance, I'll get the same back, but other people are not giving the same back and are continuing to get the love and care and acceptance from us. So we are perpetuating a cycle that continues to deplete us over time. And it, it perpetuates that exhaustion and that resentment. Resentment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're probably listening to this. I know, I know this part was kind of like, no, I'm giving selflessly, like, you know, but the part of it's like, so it's, it's almost hard to take this in, but at the same time, it's true. Like you, you're, you're showing up to the world in a way that you feel is, you know, helpful and joyful. And all you really want in return is that same joy and love back. And that, 
that sometimes might be the re the reason we are giving so much of ourselves is because we secretly wish that we would have that same, you know, that that same kindness return back to us. But I have to say, though, right, like showing up with kindness, you know, the whole law of karma and things like that, you will have lots of wonderful um, positivity reflected back to you. And see, I'm still in that cycle, Aubrey. Did you see how I did that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's yes, fun. but I think that's true. I think there are, it's, it's a delicate balance, right? And that every, every individual person has to figure out how this is going to look in their life, right? And everyone who reads this will take something slightly different away, which I think is what's so beautiful about this is that there's so many different humans who struggle with this. And that means that there are so many different ways that, you know, this book could be helpful or ways that you could apply this. But, you know, like you said, somebody might be projecting, energy of generosity and kindness and love into the world. And yes, that is going to reflect back positive things for you, but a way to sort of even deepen or increase that level of abundance is to be able to not only be projecting that into the world, but also be communicating what it is that you need or want in return. Right. And so by not being able to do that, you're, you know, you're limiting the amount of love and care that can come to you. And I think for a lot of us, we don't believe that we can ask for the things that we really want, which comes from a deep-seated place of not believing that we deserve the things that we really want, right? Or that we deserve the love that we really want. And so that's an, as, and throughout the whole book, we'll continue to dive deeper into all of these things, right? But I think, you know, the important thing here is recognizing that, that often we are people pleasers because we, we actually want that same love and care and consideration and time investment that we give to others. And so, you know, something really powerful that you can do if you find yourself in a moment of like, Ooh, okay, actually. And if you're listening to this and you're like, maybe I do this, maybe I don't, I don't know. The next time that you're going to, you know, offer to do something for somebody or the next time that you are making an effort on someone's behalf or going a little bit above and beyond is stopping to ask yourself, okay, why am I doing this? What is my motivation here? Right. That simple act of just noticing what your motivation is and be really honest with yourself, right? It's just you and yourself and your own brain at this point, you don't have to tell anybody else, but you know, asking yourself, am I doing this because I want a particular thing in return from this person? And if the answer is yes, then pausing to ask yourself, okay, but why don't I feel like I can ask for what I need from them directly? Mm, you know, again, why do I, yes. yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that question of, you know, if you're thinking or wishing that it was going to be reciprocating or your care was going to be reciprocated. Yeah. Um, and I love that idea too, about getting honest behind looking at the why getting honest with yes. yourself about the why, I mean, we're not saying to not be kind and generous and giving, right. But just stepping back and kind of looking at that why, Um, and, and also I love that idea too, of finding yourself when you find yourself shocked that, you know, others like lack in caregiving and lack in support, um, that shows you right there that you're, you were looking for that same level of care and, um, reflected back on you. Yes. It's a great reflection tool just to think about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, throughout this second chapter, we talk about kind of some of these, and I I will refer to this often as sort of the stories we tell ourselves, right. Or the narratives we have about ourselves that contribute to people pleasing in some way. And so, you know, there's, this is by no means meant to capture every single person's experience, but these are some broad themes, right. And one of them, 
is sort of this idea that people pleasing becomes kind of your, your purpose or your identity in life. So the way that we kind of reflect this is, is this notion that if I don't make other people happy or make their lives easier, then my own life has no purpose. Right. That's a big one. I think it's a big one. And I think it's a big one for a lot of people. Yes, exactly. It's sourcing your identity from your ability to make other people happy. And again, this is a place where people can, you know, start to feel a little bit defensive. And, you know, I know many people, I, I would consider myself among a group of people that really like feel like part of our calling and who, you know, who we're called to be in this world is to, to be a positive force for others, to be in service to other people. And I think that is a positive thing. Loving others is a positive thing. Caring is a positive thing, but doing that without any guardrails, without any boundaries, without any consideration for Mm -hmm. your own worth and your own well-being, and, and feeling like you have no inherent value beyond that is where it becomes an issue and where all of these kind of toxic side effects of people pleasing come in. Oh my gosh, you, you just, you know, bingo on what you just said. Like, I love the, the railings, you know, the, the boundaries. Yes. Um, and then when it is, it does become, you know, a problem when you're exhausted and depleted. And what comes up for me too, as you were speaking, I'm thinking a lot of my people pleasing was because I wanted to be liked. And so mm. I would, you know, go above and beyond to make, you know, others happy and smile and, you know, and, and sometimes I would get depleted myself. Like a lot of times not right. Cause people pleasing and kindness can actually be really, you know, life serving as well. But then again, like you said, questioning that, like, you know, when when your people pleasing is exhausting you and 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 also making you hold yourself back like I mean I yes. sometimes I wouldn't even post things because I don't want to be I say to myself I go I don't want to post things because I don't want to be in in people's face all the time oh god here's yes. Andrea girl again right <laughs> but then it's like you know what like I'll be a disservice if I don't show like let people know let the world know of the the support that I can offer them so yes. it's almost like this thing is like I don't want to upset people but the the same time I, you know, I'm, I'm at the detriment of myself, not posting, you know? And so, yes. yeah. So there's like things like that. And I, I'm sure people listening to will identify with that, like wanting people to like them, wanting people to love them, wanting, you know, to yes. be accepted. I mean, this goes back to our reptilian brain, right? Where we hunting and gathering, like if we're, you know, an alone, uh, an alone wolf is a dead wolf, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you want to be in your pack and, and yeah. so, that whole idea of being accepted and wanted and, and, you know, is, is really like, it really is prevalent, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think, you know, I think finally there's sort of three main themes in this, in this chapter, right? We've talked about kind of, you know, people pleasing because we think that it, it's going to get us the love and acceptance we want from others, right? We talked about people pleasing, as sort of being central to our identity. Who am I if I'm not helping other people or making other people comfortable, right? Will I be liked? But then there's another piece that I think is really important to talk about, which is that people-pleasing, and this codependency comes in here really big too, is that people-pleasing for many people is a way to kind of immerse yourself in the worlds of other people's problems or other people's emotions or other people's challenges as a way to escape your own. Ooh, and you say that again, say it again. <laughs> so people pleasing is a way that we immerse ourselves in other people's problems or difficult emotions as a method to escape our own. Mm. So 
I talk to a lot of people pleasers who basically, and this is something we dive into big time later in the book, but we're basically our own negative, painful emotions are our, our biggest fear. We're like, we will not go there. I'm fine. I'm all good. How are you? Right. How many times, like if you're listening to this and you're someone who identifies as a people pleaser, I bet that when somebody says, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on with you? You're like, Oh, I'm good. Everything's good with me. How are you? You, you quickly as possible redirect it to the other person because you are way more comfortable being in other people's drama, other people's life problems, other people's feelings than in your own. We are uncomfortable sitting with our own difficult emotion and people pleasing lets us find meaning or find comfort in helping with other people's issues rather than actually looking at our own. Avoiding them. Yes. So true. Oh my gosh. That is so true. It's almost like, okay, wait a second. What am I needing wanting and, you know, feeling it's like, yes. I would, and you don't even want, like sometimes one of the tools or the strategies or the reasons why, which is what we're talking about, is that we are avoiding some of those maybe internal struggles or challenges or, or painful emotions, right? Or just even emotion in general. Um, yes. And it's so true. I love that you use that example because it's like, yeah, oh, I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> yep. Tell me about you. What's going on in your life? I remember I used to have conversations with friends. And it would be, you know, all about them and their, like, granted, I was asking questions and like interested genuinely in their life. And I get off the phone. Yeah. Like, hmm. I didn't even really say anything that's going on in Andrea's life, you know? So yeah. um, little things like that. Cause then I felt, see, I felt a bit of disappointment after that conversation. So that shows that, you know, I needed to also honor what it is that's going on for me as well. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, as, as we go through this chapter, that's, you know, those are kind of the three main themes is this idea that one, we, you know, and we're looking again at kind of the global we, like, why do we as human beings yes. engage in people pleasing? If we know that there are these negative side effects, why do we do it? And this outlines some main themes of what those reasons might be. So, you know, a, we people please, because we think that it's going to help to fulfill those emotional needs of love, acceptance, care from other people. We think if we care enough, they will show us the same care in return. It's that, you know, people pleasing can become so central to our identity, to who we are, that you know, we then lose sight of who we are outside of it. (laughs) So we completely, you know, disconnect from any inherent value or worth that we have just as an individual um, outside of what we can do for other people or how we make other people feel. And then finally, what we just talked about, that people-pleasing allows us to avoid looking at our own pain by letting us fixate on other people's pain or other people's emotions instead. And so these are, you know, some examples of what what might be showing up for you as a, as a people pleaser, what, you know, what's some of that rationale as to why, and, you know, the needs that it might be meeting. And, you know, as we dive into (laughs) or exactly, or not meeting. And so as we dive into the next chapter in the next episode, we'll look at uh, chapter three, where we'll actually transition into the next sort of part of our book, where we switch from self-awareness into self-compassion. And so as we switch into, (laughs) yes, yes. As we switch into chapter three, we're going to focus a little bit more on why you as an individual may be kind of engaging in some of these people-pleasing behaviors, why you have developed these, these habits in your relationships and in how you show up and exploring a little bit more about your personal story around this. So that will be in our next episode.
That's exciting. And then we're also going to delve into the, like, how do I stop people pleasing? Right. So we can isolate, we can become aware, we can exercise some self-compassion around it, but then we want to really figure out, you know, like, like what, like how they, you can stop people pleasing and then offering also going into the part two when these next episodes coming up we're going to talk about self-care how do I please myself so turning that people pleasing inward on you pleasing you and then we're going to talk about how do we thrive in relationships so we have so many so much content coming your way so I hope you stick to this whole series um, six-part series for our podcast and we're so happy to share the content some of the content there's a lot more in this book I'm with you breaking up with people pleasing. Is that okay? By Aubrey Henderson and myself, Andrea Seidel. All right. We will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson, and I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty bad. Or you can send a good old-fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babe.